Hello, everybody, and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe. I'm a self-love and empowerment coach, and I am here to deliver a message for you. As always, I'm going to be sharing the things that I experience in my life as a uh, case study, in a way, as well as the things that experience in the lives of my clients. Um, But I constantly look at my life as an experiment of happiness, experiment of joy, experiment of reconnecting to my heart whenever I start to disconnect. And if you've ever been truly tapped in, tuned in, turned onto your life, then it is glaringly obvious when you're not. So whenever you feel a disconnect from the things that normally bring you joy, things that you normally are okay with, all of a sudden feel um, difficult, or all of a sudden your capacity for how much you can handle starts to decrease, all these things of feeling disconnected. Uh, Some people, it's more of a feeling of depression or a feeling of anxiety. It always kind of comes back to an unsettled feeling. And for some people, maybe this is you, like that's kind of been your baseline. That's kind of been the normal. That's, it's like, you know, not maybe not remembering life before constant stress or life before um, feeling depressed. Um, But I'm praying and I'm hoping that you do remember a time where you felt completely at ease where you felt comfortable in who you are, that you felt a sense of joy and play and acceptance and love, you know? I hope that you can remember those times because it's important for us to remember um, and kind of take a look back of like, okay, I've been happy before. I've been happy before and I know I can be happy again. How can I start to inch my way towards feeling my best? How can I start to redirect myself, take action in the direction of feeling better, right? Of reconnecting to my joy, of reconnecting to my heart, reconnecting to my life, reconnecting to my relationships, reconnecting to my body, my health, you know, reconnecting to my 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 sense of purpose of who I am. And so I've definitely been unpacking some of these things because over the past couple months, I had so many changes in my life that it kind of derailed me. And and I just turned 30. So there's been this kind of new identity, this new chapter in my life. I'm in a, I'm in a serious committed relationship for the first time ever where it's a healthy one. Right. Um, and I'm not traveling. And so all these different things that I used to base my identity upon have changed and evolved. And it's been a real eye-opener because what it's showing me is that my sense of identity was really rooted in my career and rooted in my lifestyle of how I live my life. And this sense of like, you know, I love it and there's travel and there's an adventure. And that's the biggest thing for me is like one of my core values is adventure. And so over these past couple of months, like I got a sense of adventure, but I didn't. I was, I, I went on a trip by myself. I went on a trip with my, with my boyfriend, you know, and I was, the whole time I was there, it was really difficult to enjoy it. I'm being totally honest because all I was thinking about, um, was staying, <laughs> I was like, let's just stay here. Fuck the United States. Let's stay here. <laughs> and that's not, and that conversation didn't even come up because it's not an option right now because I'm choosing the relationship. I'm choosing him. I'm choosing us. I'm choosing stability right now. I'm choosing to nest. I'm choosing to be close to family. And I had to really be aware of the story I was telling myself and remind myself that everything is a choice and I am choosing this, that I'm not 
giving up anything. I'm choosing this right now and I'm allowed to have everything, but not all at the same time. Think of it like a big cookie jar. This is the analogy that I've used when I needed to be patient with myself and my business. And now this is the analogy that I'm using of being patient with myself in my life as a whole. You know, we have a cookie jar. There's all these very delicious cookies inside. And naturally we want to eat all of them because they all look so good. But if we were to sit and eat every single one of them, we would feel sick. We wouldn't be able to enjoy the flavor of each unique one. And so here's the thing. The cookie jar is yours. You get to have all of them, but you only get to have one at a time. And this is like my process of the reparenting because think about like if the inner child was running the show and the inner child was in charge, we'd fucking eat all the cookies. We'd watch all the shows, we'd eat all the things, we'd smoke all the things, we would sleep in, we wouldn't get ready, we w- it would just, you know, it would just be a constant direction of impulse versus any type of structure. And I'm like laughing as I'm hearing myself saying that out loud because that was definitely the reality I was letting myself live in. You know, I have some structure within my business, but I've really designed my business to have a lot of freedom. Um, and so I have a lot of space. And so I haven't, I wasn't using that space in a way that truly supported me, but I was using that space in the best way I knew how in that moment. And this is when we really develop self-compassion, when we're reflecting on times where we've been in a dark space, or maybe you're still in that space right now. Please remember that this is temporary, you know, and there's so many different resources. You know, one of, one of my girlfriends in a group text, um, said, you know, Hey, has anyone been feeling depression or anxiety after getting COVID? And, and I was like, Oh man, girl, let's talk because I've got, I I get a kind of a depression every time after I get sick, because whenever I'm physically, you know, it's really difficult for me to come back to a space of feeling good when my physical body is, is, is hurting and in pain. And so I've noticed that about myself. So I started talking to her and I told her, you know, reminding myself to do the basics and the little things really help, like going outside, getting sun, journaling, and just checking in with what am I actually feeling and really letting myself slow down to my mindfulness practices has been really supporting me. And one of the other girls in the group was like, those are just starters. There's not, those things are not going to make any changes. You need to have a therapist. And part of me felt defensive of like, yes, and yes, get a therapist and get some sunshine. Yes. Get a therapist and start journaling, start reflecting, start doing like mindfulness journal questions or prompts. And I have intention prompts. I've, I've, I share with anyone for free. Just DM me on Instagram, the word intentions, and I'll send you a prompt that you could be able to use daily to kind of format and frame your journaling. So it feels like you're getting the most out of it. And it's actually supporting you and doing something for you versus just something to do. And so with that said, though, you know, I don't really talk about therapy that much on here, but I am a proponent of therapy. I do support that. And I do think it's really important, you know, and so if that has been coming up for you and you're like, oh, I really think I need professional help. I think I need someone to talk to, um, then do it. Look up different therapists, ask some friends if they have recommendations, you'd be surprised how many people have a therapist, you know? And so I'm just putting that out there because I know within the coaching world, we don't talk about therapy very often. And most coaches don't want to, because there's a sense of like, oh, well that's different or, oh, it's intimidating because I don't have a, you know, some people want to have the degrees. Some people want to have the certifications, the legitimacy, the, you know, the credentials, um, And I totally understand that. And, you know, I think that's some of the identity crisis I've been going through is like, am I 100% qualified for what it is that I'm doing? But when I remember that I'm, 
I'm a podcaster. I'm, I'm an artist. I'm, I'm a coach. I'm all these different things. But that's the, that was kind of the issue is I am this versus right now I'm playing with this. Right now, this is what I'm doing. But who I am is not defined by my career. But that was in, that was in my blind side. I was so identified with being the coach, the traveler. And I still am the coach and I still am the podcaster and I still am the traveler. But those aspects of my life are not at the forefront of my life. And so if we kind of return back to that idea of the inner child running the show, my inner child is like, I want it all now, but I want it now. And I want it to be exciting and fun. And I don't want all these rules and restrictions that the world is placing on me. And I don't want it. And I'm pissed. And I'm, you know, like there's this, but then there's also a sense of I'm scared. What is the future going to look like? Am I going to be able to travel still without sacrificing certain beliefs that I have about my health? I don't know. And so it kind of puts my nervous system. And so this is where, you know, therapy, they call it the reparenting. I often call it the inner wise woman. This is where we get to start to reparent ourselves because we think about children and we think about parents of the house. If the children were running the house, it would just be fucking chaos all the time. You know, the parent is the one that says, no, we're going to bed. No more TV. The parent is the one that says, brush your teeth. You have to take a shower. Now is the time you haven't showered. You're dirty. You know, the parent is the one like, no, let's go. We're going to school. No, let's go. We're going for a walk. No, come on. You got to eat your food. Hey, come on. You got, you know, right. They're the ones that are constantly guiding and directing and parenting their children. So what happens when we grow up and we aren't controlled or directed or, you know, being told what to do by our parents or older figures, we have to start to become that person for ourselves. We have to learn how to be that person for ourselves. I think a lot of times people end up learning how to be that because they literally got launched into parenthood. But in 2021, it is completely normal um, for a woman to be 30 and unmarried and not have kids. Ding, 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 right here. Happily, proud. I, you know, I don't really feel the social pressures of like, oh, you need to have a kid by a certain time or you need to be married by a certain time. I've always kind of felt a disdain from anyone telling me what to do. Um, and when I was younger, I remember thinking, oh, I'm going to get married at this age and have kids at this age. And then as I got older, I was like, well, that's just silly. That is just silly. I've been very committed to living my life to the fullest extent because I always thought, you know, if I were to die tomorrow, would I have regrets? And I know it's pretty extreme, but it really supported me in overcoming fear. Um, so how do we start to reparent ourselves? How do we start to create that discipline? And you know, if you think about discipline, uh, oftentimes we associate discipline with however our parents disciplined us. So if your parents disciplined you in a very harsh way, or they didn't really hold space for your emotions, and you know they were kind of uh, slapping the whip all the time, you might end up thinking that, that that in order to get yourself to do stuff, you have to be mean to yourself, you know. And so part of reparenting ourselves is redoing it differently, noticing the things that didn't work and how, like imagine, and I think a great way to be able to do this and put it into context is write out how you wish you were parented and the things that you liked about how you were parented. Like there were some things like my mom would do certain things for us, but there's other things she's like, you got to figure it out. And I'm grateful for her now because I do feel the sense of independence because she didn't like enable me and do things for me. She literally forced me to figure it out, you know? And so I'm grateful for that. Um, 
And so just maybe make a list of the things that you are grateful for of how you were parented and also things you're like, I would not fucking do it this way. (laughs) I would make some major differences, U-turns. I'm not doing it that way. I did not like that. This did not work for me. You know, and just imagining how you would parent, you know, your future child. And then read through that list and kind of look at it from a different perspective of how can I have this same sense of parenting and love and guidance and direct and disciplinary sense, you know, towards myself. And this isn't easy, right? And the concepts might be easy to understand, but it isn't easy to actually implement and integrate and put into practice into your life. Um, I, I go through seasons where I'm like, oh man, I am on fire. I got my schedule. I am making money, all these things. And then I go through other moments where I'm like, who the fuck do I think I am? And what am I doing? And oh my God, I think I need to get a job. (laughs) You know, like all of these different fears and insecurities and these kind of whiplash happens. But most of the time, whenever I'm feeling disconnected from my heart, disconnected from my joy, I'm not, um, I'm not parenting myself. I'm letting the inner child just run the show and like kind of being pleasure seeking, you know, what is the next thing that could feel good versus what, what am I actually responsible for right now? Am I willing to, to show up and say, yes, I'm, I choose to take responsibility for my health. I choose to take responsibility for my life. I choose to take responsibility. I am accountable. At the end of the day, I have no one to blame but myself. And I am worthy of experiencing amazing things. I am worthy of feeling better than I feel right now. I'm worthy of reconnecting to my joy. I'm worthy of making myself proud. That's really what it is. It's not that, oh, you should be, you you should be happier. You should be grateful. Like, no, that's not what this is about. It's that you are deserving and capable of feeling better. That you are worthy of feeling joy. You're allowed to feel joy. You're allowed to heal. You're worthy of healing. You're capable of healing. You know, the stories that we tell ourselves about it really dictates what's possible. So if we kind of tell ourselves, like, I've always been this way, I've always had this pain, it's not going to go away, I just got to learn to live with it. You know, in some aspects that might be true, but in some aspects, you might be able to change the way you look at it, change the way you feel about it over time. And one of the best ways is through meditation, because if we can think about something that is challenging and difficult in a state of deep relaxation, our mind functions differently because we're not looking at it from a state of fight or flight. We're looking at it with a completely different brain waves. Our brain functions differently. We can see things differently. We think differently. Like whenever we're stressed and in this fight or flight, it's like tunnel vision. We can't really see anything except what's right immediately in front of us because everything feels like emergency mode. But when we allow ourselves to get into a state of relaxation, whether that be through meditation or going for a walk or talking to a friend or whatever, or doing something that you enjoy doing, a hobby you haven't been doing in a while. For me, that's jewelry. I've been making jewelry again. It's really been helping me reconnect to my joy. When I'm able to relax and when we're able to put ourselves in that state of relaxation, we can see the things going on in our life from a completely different perspective, it has a different angle. And so it's not about trying to fix ourselves, it's trying to understand and love the parts of ourself we want to neglect and reject and abandon. The parts of ourself that we're like, oh, that is not lovable, whatever that part is excavating all of the barriers, the protection, the guards, the defensiveness, the numbness, the checking out, the, you know, all the different ways that 
we avoid pain or avoid difficult things, excavating that, finding what's underneath and learning to love it. You know, for me, I have such like the shadow side is definitely filled with some addictions and learning to love that part of me that is ever seeking pleasure has been, um, has been my journey. Loving the part of me that can be sneaky, right? Like even when I was a kid, I would like go in the, in the pantry because I wanted to eat a granola bar, but I wanted to do it sneaky. I didn't want anyone to know. Like this fear of judgment even was like there, like even when I was really little. Or maybe it was the excitement of doing something without anyone knowing. I don't know what it is, but that's a theme that's come up. But with that also comes this feeling of like, oh, not wanting to get in trouble. You know, and these are these are like subconscious fears because logically I know I'm fine. Logically I know I don't have to sneak around. Logically I know I'm physically safe right now. But subconsciously, and that's where most of our, our actions are derived from, subconsciously, I've been working through some fear, working through some anxieties, and learning how to reparent myself again. And this is the thing, is that this is what I really want you to hear from this episode, is that you are going to repeat cycles of healing and growing and developing, okay? So don't ever think that you've just retracted back and you're exactly where you were no, you're not. Maybe you're experiencing emotions or feelings that you haven't felt in a long time and it's not comfortable, but it doesn't mean that all of the growth and all of the change and all of the things that you have and the knowledge you have means nothing. You know, this is something I had to really remind myself is I'm the same person. I'm just going through a new challenge and it's an evolution, right? Because I think of it like a graph and it's like the graph it's an upward direction, but it spirals. You know, it's like a slinky, but it's still going in upward directions. But sometimes it feels like we're going back, but we still are in an upward direction. So just give yourself grace and compassion of wherever you are right now in your life. Whatever you have going on, allow yourself to have compassion and really focus on today. How can you show up for yourself? Make yourself proud. Do something you love. Reconnect to your joy today. Please stop worrying about yesterday. Stop worrying about tomorrow. Because that is like, it drains our energy, it drains our power, it drains our sense of identity, and it just affirms the sense of powerlessness that doesn't actually exist, okay? How present are you able to be today? What is one thing that you can take action on today? After this podcast, I'm about to go for a walk, I'm going to walk to the gym, I'm going to sit in the sauna, I'm going to walk back. Because that will make me proud of myself and it'll also feel good, right? Most of the time, these things, that this one action that we can do for ourselves, it requires us to give energy, but it gives us energy back. So what is that thing for you? Is it cleaning your room? Is it calling a friend? Is it getting your car washed? Is it sitting down for a meditation? Is it, is it, pressing publish on something you've been working on? Is it an art piece? Is it your job? Is it your email inbox that you're avoiding? Like, what is that thing that you've been avoiding that has been causing so much extra headspace, okay? So I'm Kelsey Lowe. You are listening to Joyfully You Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode today. We talked about reconnecting to your joy, reparenting yourself when you feel like things are getting a little bit out of control, and being willing to take one action today and bring your mind to this moment right here and how you can make yourself proud and how you can give yourself even more grace and even more compassion while you are building the momentum back up, right? 
and, and maybe you resonate with this feeling of momentum of like momentum slowing down, the capacity to do things that you used to do being a little bit harder, not having the energy, right? Allow the momentum to build. It's like a snowball effect. The more action we take towards feeling our best, towards taking care of ourselves, towards taking accountability, you know, it becomes easier and easier. The reason why is our confidence goes up. Remember the confidence formula? When we say we're going to do something and we follow through, our confidence goes up. And as our confidence goes up, our trust in ourselves goes up, our capacity expands, our capacity for love, our capacity for compassion, our capacity for action, right? Whatever it might be. So you are loved, you are infinitely supported. Say that with me right now, put a hand over your heart. I am loved and infinitely supported. 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 Thank you. Thank you, body. Thank you, universe. Thank you, thank you. Thank you to every relationship that's been in my life. Thank you to the home that I live in. Thank you to nature. Thank you to the grass. Thank you to the flowers. Thank you to the bees. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Doesn't it feel so good to get into a mode of appreciation? Thank you for my feet that allow me to walk. Thank you for my hands that allow me to touch and grab things. Thank you for my thumbs that allow me to hold things. Thank you for for a body that continues to beat and function even when I don't take care of it. Thank you for a body that has the ability to heal and regenerate. Thank you. Thank you for eyes being able to see. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, universe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Appreciation feels so good, doesn't it? Oh, all right. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs to hear it, go ahead and send it to them. Um, if you have been listening for a while and you really love this episode, take a screenshot, share it to your, share it to your um, Instagram story, tag me at Kelsey Low Show, or just send me a DM. Say hi. I always love connecting with um, the women that are listening to the show or the men as well. Uh, I love you. I know that might be weird because we've never met in person, or maybe we have, but from the depths of my heart and my soul, from one sensitive soul to another, whatever you're experiencing, if your mind tries to tell you you're alone, you're not. Okay. Please remember that. And, and remember that there is support all around you. There's professional support. There's spiritual support. There's emotional support. There's so many different layers of support available when we first open ourselves up to it. And this is like an internal conversation of like, I'm open to receiving support in all ways, always. Oh, I love that. I'm open to receiving support in all ways, always. Hmm. Or maybe I am open to receiving support every day in any way. Oh, it's just so fun when affirmations rhyme. All right. All right. Thanks for tuning in to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, sending you so much love today. I hope you have... um, I hope you have a great day and take action on whatever that thing is you're going to do. Let it be messy. Let it be simple. If it is progress, then you won. Okay. Especially if there hasn't been any progress, give yourself permission to take action today. One thing, one step. What is that one thing for you? All right. Have a great day. I'll talk to you later. Thanks for tuning in and I'll catch you on the next episode.